Thank you for joining the Push Through Podcast. I'm your host, Keisha Reeves. I'm a licensed professional counselor that owns a group practice here in Atlanta, Georgia, where we specialize in maternal mental health. Here on the podcast, we're going to talk about all things motherhood, womanhood, and everything in between. So sit back, relax, and have a quick chat with me. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Push Through Podcast. I am so excited to be able to have my guest, Vanya Francis, with us today. She is a certified yoga instructor specializing in prenatal yoga. She's also an entrepreneur. Um, She's a holistic doula, and she's a mother of two. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, so I think that Vanya is this beautiful, zen, (laughs) wonderful mom. She was there when I had my blessing way for my second. And, um, you also just have like an amazing business that is just super incredible, but we'll get into all of that. Um, tell us where you're originally from. Yeah. Oh, great. So I'm from Maryland, Hyattsville, Maryland. I grew up in the DMV, the DC <laughs> area. And um, yeah, I was there all, you know, throughout all of my formative years and um, through high school. And then first came to Atlanta for college. I graduated from Spelman. So, um, and then I moved around a few years after that, but it's been home for almost 20 years now, permanently. So, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, um, talking a little bit about motherhood, did you feel as if you always knew that you wanted to be a mom or was it something that you kind of stumbled upon? Yeah. You know what? I think I have always had a very maternal nature, very, I've been a very nurturing person most of my life. And a lot of my friends would probably agree that have known me most of my life. I'm also a bit of an old soul. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I've always kind of been ahead of my time, just probably energetically more than anything. So um, when I got pregnant with my daughter, it was something that I deeply desired and was excited about. Um, But I was probably one of the first of my friends to start having children. My best friend had had my godson a few years prior, but um, beyond her, there was nobody else in my life that was a mother. So it was new territory. It felt like a new adventure and it was something I was really excited about. Something that I really welcomed. Nice. How was um, labor and delivery with your daughter? It was amazing, actually. And and I mean, so I have two children and the second one wasn't so amazing. But prior to having <laughs> prior to having my son, I described my pregnancy and birth as one of the most blissful times and experiences of my life. Um, I think there were a few things that went into that. I was probably in the best shape of my life, right? When I got pregnant with my daughter, I I ran a half marathon. Wow. And then literally the week after I ran the marathon, I found found out I was pregnant. And I was like, oh my goodness, I think I was running that marathon pregnant. (laughs) So so that kind of set the tone and set the stage for the rest of my pregnancy. And I... At the time, step aerobics was a thing. It's not a thing oh, anymore. I'm, pro- <laughs> I'm probably I'm probably dating myself, but um, I worked in corporate while I was, you know, when I was pregnant with her. I worked. I used to work at Turner Broadcasting at Cartoon Network, 
And they um, had a step aerobics class that I would go to like three times a week at the gym. And I, that was also my introduction to prenatal yoga. I had been practicing yoga on and off for some years um, before getting pregnant, but started taking prenatal yoga in addition to doing my aerobic workouts. And so I think that was really helpful for me, the physical conditioning during that time. And then also like the spiritual, mental, emotional conditioning, I like to think of um, through my yoga practice. So and I was reading a lot, I was taking in a lot of information and just based on some of the research I had done, I decided that I wanted to have a home birth, oh, which wow. was completely, like I'd never heard of that, people birthing at home. I mean, that was like, I had never come across that, honestly. Um, when I was pregnant with my daughter, but then based on just some of the information I read, I got really curious about it. Mm -hmm. And I started interviewing home birth midwives and just based on the research and some of the statistics I read, I thought, I think I might want to try this. Mm -hmm. uh, my family thought I was crazy. My friends, some of my friends thought I was crazy, but it really turned out to be like one of the best experiences of my life. So I birthed both of my children at home and, um, and I know it's not for everybody, but it was a really beautiful experience for me. That's wonderful. And that's also good that even though it was something that you've never done before, and even though your family may have thought you were crazy, you still, you know, felt your own intuition that this was something that you wanted and needed and you still went through with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was probably one of the first sort of major decisions that you make. You know, there's this departure, I think, in motherhood where you start to determine, well, what is it that I want for myself and for my family? And you know, we take the things that we feel like served us based on our upbringing, and then we create like new traditions and, mm -hmm. and new ways of being for our own families. So I would say that was probably one of the first sort of major decisions that I, I made for myself and for my family becoming a mother. Nice. So what, what was it like for your son? He was a home birth as well, but what were... Yeah, so, <clears throat> so I was 28 when I okay. had my daughter, and I was turning 38 when I had my son. Mm. Um, and so life circumstances were very different. I mentioned that I was working in corporate when I had my daughter. I was an entrepreneur when I had my son. I was almost 10 years older because I always say I birthed my business in between my children. <laughs> and so I, I put a lot of energy into starting to lay the foundation for my business. And um, and then physically, I was in a different place. I mean, I was still, you know, in pretty good shape, but nothing compared to, you know, 10 years prior. <laughs> so, and then I think for anybody who's had multiple children, you know that the, the multiples, the second and third birth tend to happen a little quicker for most people, not for everybody, but that's how it was for me. So all I can describe his birth as was hard and fast. Oh, like, wow. whereas with my daughter, I labored, you know, and take this with a grain of salt. I wasn't in active labor for five days, but it started on a Monday and she was born on a Friday. Mm. And with my son, it was like a 12 hour experience from the time I started contracting to the time he arrived. So, and it was, I just remember it being hard. I don't, I didn't think of my daughter's birth as hard, but his was hard. It just, you know, I just remember it being a really intense experience and 
it happened really quickly, you know, and then he was here. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. And what was <laughs> part of experience like with both of them? Did you have family come in? Did you have like a tribe of people? Yeah. So very different experiences with my daughter. Um, I was back to work in a few months and I don't have any family in Atlanta. So it was really challenging. And I think younger, um, I don't know, I guess the energy is there. I don't know, but I kind of pushed through with my daughter. Mm -hmm. I pushed through. Um, (laughs) And found a great space, you know, for her to be cared for. It was, um, it was like, it was a small daycare, small in-home daycare. She was really well taken care of. And I thought if I can't be with my daughter during this time, I feel really safe having her in this space. Uh So that was helpful. But I do know that I struggled, um, you know, that first year, just trying to keep up my milk supply and, you know, pumping, breastfeeding. It was challenging. So after about 10 months, I stopped breastfeeding. And uh, due to the stress of returning to work and all of that, my supply started to dry up. Um, yeah, and then also my daughter being in daycare, she kind of started rejecting me because she'd been accustomed to getting it from the bottle. She was like, I like this flow. Why you keep putting that thing in my face? So, <laughs> so yeah, so that was that postpartum experience. And I say, you know, I felt like I was kind of in a bit of a fog for about 18 months until mm. the fog started to lift. Um, but I was so, it was so regimented at the time. I was getting up, I was going to work every day. So, you know, I just literally just got by. It was like a day by day with my son. I had been an entrepreneur for a while and had actually lost. I had a yoga studio and uh, lost my yoga studio right before I got pregnant with him. So I had all this space and time to determine, well, what's my next move? What do I really want to do? Um, and so it was a very humbling time, actually, after I had him because I, I agreed to help a friend of mine who had a toddler at the time um, who needed help. And I needed some place where I could make money and take my son with me until I figured out, you know, what the next step would be for my career. So, um, you know, I have a graduate degree, master's degree, and had worked in marketing and business development and had started my own business. And then I was like, oh, okay, now I'm nannying, which is a very honorable profession. It's just not, you know, the career path that I had taken for myself. So I did that for about six months postpartum and then was um, invited by Spellman to come teach yoga meditation there, just based on some classes that I taught a few years prior. So it was like a full circle moment. And for me, just um, a lesson in trust, you know, trusting the universe, trusting that the path I'm on is, is uniquely designed for me and that things will work themselves out. Absolutely. And I mean, it's like you said, like being able to nanny while you had your son, also kind of like a blessing. You didn't no. have to in daycare, you could be with him. It, it has a little bit less of a stressful day to day. I mean, like, yeah, you have another kid, but in, in regards yeah. to corporate or like a, another traditional job. Yeah. And it was, it was great because it did afford me the opportunity to be with him, um, mm-hmm. which was really important to me. And I realized that that was a missing element with my daughter when I had to, you know, return to corporate. So, 
Yeah. Now, how would you describe your motherhood journey as a whole? Like, how do you feel like motherhood has changed you? I feel like my children and people will hear them say this often, they're my greatest teachers. Mm. Um, because I, I really believe children are sovereign beings. They come here to this world with their own destiny. I think they're very intelligent beings. And as adults, we, I mean, we're here to guide them and protect them. And, you know, discipline is a real thing in my household, but I also respect them as individuals and people who understand like their likes and their wants and their needs. And so um, it's been a lesson in patience as we know, <laughs> being mothers, you know, cause it's this constant negotiation between my needs and theirs. Um, so that's been really interesting for me, but I feel like my role as a mother has definitely been one of the most defining roles that I've had, you know, in my time here on earth. And it really informs, like, it makes me want to be the best version of myself, mm -hmm. um, you know, as an example for them. And, um, you know, for me, it inspires me to like show up fully in all aspects of my life because Having children is like, you know, that whole do as I say, not as I do, right. doesn't really fly. <laughs> so, you know, for me, it's like, okay, if I'm going to tell them that this is the way to be, or these are the things that I would like them to do, then I try to be an example of that myself. So, yeah. So I would say, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I feel like they are teachers. They are very humorous. And I do feel like, you know, like with our generation, in comparison to like our parents and our grandparents and older, where it seems approach as well as like disciplining, like where, you know, like when we think about our great grandmothers, or our ancestors, they weren't mindful enough to be doing like self care or meditation or mm -hmm. self aware. How am I communicating? It was like what you said, like do as I say. Um, mm -hmm. Children not heard. And, um, whippings and spankings and all that stuff where now it's <laughs> different. We talk to them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And actually engage in conversation is not like a one-way thing. Like yeah. I'm talking to you and you sit there and listen. Yeah. And when I say they're my greatest teachers too, I really mean teachers about myself. Yeah. Like a lot of times in relationship to them, I learn a lot about myself. It's really mm -hmm. what I mean. And so, yeah. And so, like I said, and from that, it really encourages me to like you know, just try to be the best that I can be. Absolutely. Do you feel as if there's ever been a time where you found motherhood to be challenging? We're doing your best to be able to push through. Yeah, I mean, probably all the time because mm -hmm. the energetic um, pull, the emotional labor, you know, of being a mother, I mean, it's gratifying and it really, you know, in some ways it makes you like, it's funny because sometimes I'll in chatting with my moms in their postpartum visits, like after they've given birth, they'll say, you know, I'll say, well, what's, you know, what have you learned about yourself through this experience? And they'll say that I'm stronger than I thought I was. And I'm like, yeah. And so that's kind of my sentiment too, all the time is that I'm stronger than I think I am. <laughs> Because we have to be, you know, so I would say there are many challenging moments and I'm separated from my children's fathers. So, you know, I'm not partnered and they are with me most of the time. 
um, the majority of the time. And so we co-parent beautifully, but you know, a lot of the time and energetic responsibility rests with me. And um, so, yeah, I have to be sure that I'm really taking care of myself, mm-hmm. and, you know, the best that I can, because, you know, I have to, it allows me to show up fully for them. Yeah. So, yeah, but plenty of challenges moments all the time in motherhood. Mm-hmm. Yes. So talking about like entrepreneurial um, world, I also think that it's really inspiring how you had this corporate career and this educational background but you chose to bet on yourself and do something that you wanted to do for you and in that way how especially being a mom how did you like come up with it how did you decide to glorify being an entrepreneur and it's very different, you know what I mean? Like you, you don't get your check every two weeks. You kind of get paid when you get paid. There's no PTO. You taxes out, like all of those things. If you don't work, you don't get paid. There ain't no right. <laughs> yeah, it it has been a journey. And I have moments now where I'm like, is this really when I'm, is this really how I'm trying to do this? And I'm like, girl, we are more than 10 years in at this point. I was like, there's no looking back. Um, But to answer your question, it actually was something that I always say it was like the universe stepped in and kind of put me on this path. I don't know that I ever would have done it myself or it probably just would have taken me longer to do it than the way it happened. So I was actually laid off from my corporate job and I had survived several rounds of layoffs and then eventually it was my turn and it was interesting because I had been looking for other opportunities and had been actively seeking them I had put it out there I had written down my goals and my intentions about wanting to transfer like my marketing and business development skills to a health and wellness space and oddly enough probably like a year or two prior, I had gotten my yoga teacher certification while working in corporate America and was just, you know, playing a little bit, trying to teach a class here and there. And so when I was laid off, I was like, well, what am I going to do now? And I was like, you know what? This is everything I've been praying and asking for. I was like, maybe this is an opportunity for me to finally step into, you know, yoga and wellness, which had always been a passion of mine, but it was just something that I did, you know, it was never something that I considered as a career path. So yeah, I mean, I had a pretty nice severance package because I've been with my company for seven years and then there was, you know, a little period of unemployment, collecting unemployment. So that gave me about a year and a half to kind of determine my next move. And within that time, having that space and ability to sort of just dream, I decided to start my own yoga company with a good friend of mine. And so that's how it started. And um, we had a company together for about a year and a half. And at that point, severance had run out, you know, unemployment was drying up. And I was like, okay, listen, what are we going to do? Like, we had just been teaching classes in independent spaces, but I'd had this desire to open a yoga studio that really was serving, you know, black and brown people, Mm -hmm. um, our community. And 
she was still working full time though. So we decided to part ways because mm-hmm. I was full time entrepreneur. She had a full time job, and I decided to try to open up my own yoga studio at that time. So yeah, really, it was a gift from the universe because, like I said, I don't know if I would have. Um, I probably would have done it. It would just taken me a lot longer. Than, right. Than it did. Yeah. Yeah. What um during throughout the journey um. Cause I would imagine like there's some fears that are associated with it. I remember when I stepped out mm-hmm. in private practice, I was very fearful of it. It just felt unknown. There wasn't no one in my family that like solely did something full time. That yeah. was so they would do like, they would do it as like a side hustle, but they had like mm-hmm. their, how did you overcome the fear? Yeah, that's a great question. I can remember in the early days of when I had this studio, I was also a part of a co-working space called Next Atlanta. It's no longer in existence, but um, I would go there almost every day. And I would sit and there was a wonderful, she's now my friend, but coach, her name was Yvonne Drie Dodd. And she would have a circle. It was a circle of um, me and maybe four or five other women. And we would meet biweekly to talk about our wins and talk about our goals for, you know, the upcoming week. And so that really grounded me. I felt like there were other people who could relate. And even though we had very different businesses, I, you know, having that accountability and having that support and knowing that there were other women, frankly, who were you know, taking this uncharted path um, was very encouraging for me. And you're right, I had many, many scary moments, but having that space and having those resources really helped me to kind of move through a lot of that fear. And honestly, Keisha, like that has been my saving grace over the years too, is being able to surround myself, you know, in community with other women who are doing similar things or you know just trying to do something different because it makes you feel like okay I'm not crazy and I'm not alone (laughs) yeah 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 um so tell us about Cherish Life yay so yeah Cherish Life um is the probably the third iteration of my business um the first one I mentioned was with my former business partner and then I had a physical studio space and we were offering all types of classes. I was offering all types of classes in that space. And then, you know, that was taken away. I lost that space very suddenly to real estate development in the area that I was in. And then had my son. So had some space and some time to think about like, okay, so now that I'm a mother of two and I don't have a lot of energy for a lot of things. Um, my relationship was starting to, to um, wane at that point. I was like, what do you want to do? And the one thing that bubbled to the top for me was teach prenatal yoga. Mm. Like as long as I've taught yoga, I've taught prenatal yoga. And it's always been the thing that's grown organically for me. Um, I'm really passionate about it. And so that's that's how I started again. I was like, I'm just going to offer prenatal yoga. And that was scary for me to have such a niche because I didn't know anybody who just taught prenatal yoga. Um, But... Again, I had a lot of success with that. And after supporting my students through pregnancy and preparation for birth and being asked to attend a lot of their births, um, I thought, well, wouldn't it be nice to actually support them through 
birth, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm a student of life and I just, I love learning and probably have too many certifications. Um, <laughs> so I decided to become a holistic birth doula and literally the day I posted my certification, somebody DM me a friend and she was like, I want you to be my doula. And I was like, you do know I've never done this formally. Right. And she was like, I don't care. So, you know, I then added doula support um, to the yoga services. And then I thought, man, I really want to focus on, at first it was women and mothers. And then I was like, you know, mothers, pregnant people and birthing people. This is my thing. And so um, I'm also a holistic health coach. And I've always found, you know, ways to just fold like holistic lifestyle into all of my offerings so have ended up making tons of wellness products over the years i used to offer juice cleanses to people but now i make an herbal organic iced tea for periods pregnancy and postpartum so those are the main elements of cherished life the yoga um the yoga and wellness community the holistic birth doula support and then my wellness product cherished tea and cherished tea is amazing I- <laughs> Like, <laughs> the most amazing uh, I've ever heard of. How did you even come up with it? Like how? I know this is so, so much of what I do business and business has been born out of just my personal journey. And mm-hmm. um, I started making cherished tea at the recommendation of my midwife during my second pregnancy, during mm-hmm. the pregnancy with my son, because I couldn't take prenatal vitamins. They just didn't agree with me. Mm-hmm. And so she recommended that I start steeping herbs. And that was exciting to me because I do things like that, like as a health coach. And but one of the things that I'm, I think, also really gifted at is making things accessible to people because I really want people to feel like health is available to any and everyone and it can be good for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, and I mean, not just good for you, but it can taste good too. So that's right. always been my thing, like making it palatable, have, helping people understand like this can be enjoyable. Being healthy can also be enjoyable. So, you know, I was steeping the herb, just the herbs themselves, but then I started talking to my students, my yoga students about the teas and only teaching prenatal yoga at the time. And they were like, well, how about you just make us some tea and bring it? <laughs> and then I started getting really, you know, creative because I was like, I know everybody's not gonna be able to get with this just herbal blend. Let me find ways to flavor it. And then I thought, okay, well, people need a little, you know, they need to feel like they're doing something. So um, so I started experimenting with different natural sweeteners because I don't really eat processed sugar. And I was like, I don't want to feed any, I wouldn't feed a pregnant woman, you know, a pregnant person processed sugar. So I started experimenting with different natural sweeteners. So Cherish Tea is actually... Um, sweetened with monk fruit, which is mm-hmm. a zero glycemic, zero calorie sweetener, and actually thought to be a modern day superfood now. So, mm-hmm. but it doesn't taste crazy like stevia or any of the other yes. things that are out here. You'd never know. So, yeah. <laughs> I mm-hmm. love it. Love. This just a side note, but mm-hmm. you know, like as you become like an entrepreneur, things that you wouldn't have thought about before that you really pay attention to now is like the branding. And I love like all of your your pictures. I love how like the tea is packaged, your website, 
even when you'll like post about like yoga training, like aesthetically, it's always so like neat and clear and pretty. (laughs) I feel the same way about you and push through. I'm like, gosh, that's good. I love that. Yeah. I'm big into aesthetics. And I would say that that's probably where my, um, my marketing and branding background comes in. I I feel like that actually served me well. That wasn't a waste of time. (laughs) It wasn't. (laughs) Okay. So question is um i know there's no such thing as work-life balance mm-hmm. um, imbalance because you can't just show up as a hundred percent in all areas at all times every single day but how do you attempt to have some form of balance and how do you take care of yourself yeah i think that's a great question it's something that i often talk about you know in my classes and with you know the people i support and the word that I prefer to balance is harmony. Mm-mm. And um, yeah, yeah, because like, and I often think of the yin and yang symbol, you know, that mm-hmm. black and white symbol yeah. where they're, it's, so it's equal parts, but to look at it, you know, in one part of the circle, it's a, there's a little um, more of the black part than the, than the white, you know, yeah. and then vice versa. And so that's how I often think of my life. And so having things that that fit, but that aren't necessarily always, you know, um, visibly equal. Yeah, if I can say that. And so, so for me, what that translates into is a lot of times my children take up the bigger piece of the pie. <laughs> and I can sustain that for a little while, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, I'm here, I'm all in. And this is where I'm choosing to place my energy. And then after a bit of time or whenever we're through, you know, volleyball season or, you know, dance or whatever it may be at the time, then I'm very intentional about bringing it back in and then focusing on cherished life. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, like if I'm going hard for a few months with cherished life, then I give myself permission to break and to not go as hard with cherished life so that I can be present and available for my children. And so in that way, I feel like this picture, this pie that's our lives is very dynamic. You know, it's Mm -hmm. always changing. And I think things are always in and out of balance, but are they still harmonious? You know, Mm -hmm. it's like some parts are bigger and smaller and different. At different times. So that's how I manage it, Keisha. Oh. It really helps me. Um, it helps a lot. I think just even if from a mental perspective, like how do I negotiate all of these hats I'm wearing? It helps me know that, you know, nothing is forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I'm doing this for now. And then in a little while, mama's going to take some time. She's going to take a yoga class. She's going to go get a massage. She's going to pour into herself. So that I can be nice. Or I'm going to go to sleep. So like, I can be. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I love sleep. I don't I don't mess with rest. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one way I keep myself going. I, I cannot be. You know, of course, nothing is forever. I mean, you know, it's nothing any particular way all the time. But for the most part, rest is something that I really prioritize. Because I don't like being tired. I don't like I- it. I'll even look at my son, you know, like when it's bedtime or nap time, and I'm like, why are you fighting it? Don't you want <laughs> let, let me have a nap time every day. <laughs> okay. 
That would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In addition to stress, because I totally agree. Do you have any self-care practices? Do you do like aromatherapy? Do you do facials? Do you try? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do better about my facials and massages. That's on my to-do list this year. Um, I would say, and because I've still, in a lot of ways, kind of been in the building phase of my business. I mean, my son is five. He'll be six in November. So these, you know, I've put in a lot of work these past Mm -hmm. five years trying to get the business to where it is um but honestly and i know this probably sounds very cliche coming from the yoga instructor i've really um found a regular meditation practice that helps me um and so that is my way of sort of staying grounded not um getting caught up in comparing myself to other people and just being patient with being on my path um, because I, I mean, where else am I going to be? This is my life. <laughs> so that has been really helpful for me, Keisha, because there have been so many times when I can't, I can't take a vacation. I can't, you know, if I'm just being honest. And so, you know, being able to have that dedicated time for myself where I'm pouring into myself, where I'm reconditioning my mind and my thinking, my self-talk, mm-hmm. you know, has been really helpful for me because you know it can, it can get rough it can feel like it's real rocky waters you know yeah. Yeah. In entrepreneurship so that's that's honestly what it's kind of been a saving grace for me mm, okay so where can people find you what what is your website your social media handles how can they yes get- yes so the website is mycherishedlife.com mycherished with an ed life.com and um, IG is Cherished with an ED Life Wellness, Cherished Life Wellness. I have just reestablished my Facebook page. It was hacked and I lost it um, a couple months ago. I know, I, I'm devastated. Like as long as I've been on Facebook, it's probably been more than 20 years. <laughs> I've had those accounts and now, you know, it got taken down. Facebook makes it really challenging. Then to dispute some of these things. Um, Anyway, we're not as present on um, Facebook, but we're building that page again. So those are the primary ways that you can find me. The website and Instagram. Nice. All right. Well, thank you, Vanya. I'm so grateful to have you on the podcast. I'm going to link all of your links on to the show notes and also put it on this letter so people can follow you and and join Thank you for all of the gems in the conversation. Thank you for having me. This has been wonderful.